Hi, this is Doc Jones, the resource investor. I'm here today talking with Terry Lynch. This is a very important uh, interview that I'm doing. Uh, it has nothing to do with what I'm investing in or whatnot, but more about the broad sector and this inherent problem that seems to be growing. So he has started this wonderful organization uh, along with many big time uh, mining investors, uh, Save Canadian Mining. So uh, Terry, uh, welcome. It's it's nice to finally meet you in person. We <laughs> nice to meet you, Doctor Jones. Yeah, well. we, we were we were introduced about a year year and a half ago from uh, Eric Sprott's portfolio manager. I'm, I'm glad we finally had yeah time to do this. Um, so, why is this so important? What what is it that you're trying to change that 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 you feel has broken the system today? Yeah, I I think basically I feel like the capital markets the, the way they used to function no longer is valid. They don't function that way. They don't reward good companies for good actions. Um, and uh, they don't reward investors for making good decisions. And instead, uh, we have uh, you know, one dominant force in the market, in the junior markets I'm talking, the, uh, you know, especially you know, under uh, 250 million, I would say, um, where the predatory short selling, which is what we are against, uh, is where people sell stock short and then don't declare it. And right. they don't necessarily deliver it. And what happens is the ordinary investor sees a selling and perceives that, hey, maybe there's something I don't know about the story. And, you know, there's something wrong and maybe I should get out, you know. And and what happens is these guys, uh, you know, the um, they basically it's an algorithmic system. It's generally programmed trading and you'll you'll see all sorts of, you know, weird types of trading. You know, you'll see them have 100 shares sold every second for, you know, an, it's just like a hundred thousand shares sold at hundred shares at a time. Yeah. Who does that? Like not any rational person, only somebody who's trying to destroy something. Right. So, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, we, we, we were, um, we started it about three years ago, but we were at PDAC and I was, you know, um, in my booth and all my chums, you know, other industry uh, guys were in their booths and it was like Sunday morning, which is quiet morning anyway, but, it was deathly quiet, you know, yeah. and, I, and I said to the guys, I said, guys, you know, I can't believe it's this bad. I mean, I know it's bad, but it's not this bad. And I said, well, you know what, you know, PDAX charging 20 bucks to get in now. I'm saying, are you kidding? And I, and that was the first year they did that. And I thought, God, we're on our, you know, on our knees and, you know, we're paying for the boost. And, you know, it was just, it just made me so frustrated. And I thought, well, you know, the, you know, um, they're not really getting the, the real problem, the real problem in mining is uh, access to capital, you know, and, and have it done in a constructive way that good companies get rewarded if they execute and bad companies get punished. So that's capitalism. We're all for that. Yeah. And and that's been broken, you know, and, and, and we somehow have to restore it uh, or, you know, this great, you know, industry that was, you know, uh, long, uh, you know, Canadian stalwart is going to disappear because expertise gets lost when it doesn't get replenished. And right. that's so what's happening. So it, it, it's it's not that you're against short selling because legitimate no. short selling is fine. You're you're talking about the the naked shorting or the phantom shorting where they don't actually borrow the stock. And for people listening, if if you studied economics in school, there's supply and demand curves. So when you increase the supply uh, of a finite uh, item and, and artificially increase supply, then the clearing price gets pushed lower and lower because there's no scarcity and the, what you're saying is is that uh, certain firms are 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 not borrowing the stock; they're they're increasing the supply artificially to drive down prices. 
which has a negative effect on, on the company's ability to raise capital. And also, you know, when you think about this, it, it's such a broad spectrum. It's not just why should I care if I'm not an investor in the junior mining sector, but it goes way beyond that, because if a company can't raise capital, they're not going to invest in the community. Most of these communities are in remote areas that rely on one or two industries, and the mining sector would provide jobs that last for decades, as well as educational opportunities and revive towns that were dying. Uh, there's also all those industries that are on the um, the outer rings, the the hotels, the restaurants, every, everything, right? And, yeah. and if ca capital isn't treated fairly, uh, if if you're owning a stock that is artificially being forced down and hammered, then then no one is going to want to give money to this company, even even if it's a great project, because they don't see the return in the market that should have been there. Yeah. Because of the results. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty staggering. We did a study, you know, one of the things we we had done lots of back of the envelope stuff, but we thought, you know, we needed to have some data that we could actually speak to politicians because they like data, mm -hmm. and and so we 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 hired uh, Murenbilt, um and and they're a, a fairly prominent research uh, house. They yeah. they're probably more famous for their gold and silver stuff than than, but we 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 went to them and they you know they they said they could do the job and they basically went and they they pulled the numbers and. They basically, you know, historically, before the tick test, which was September uh, 2012, was put in, uh, which is sort of a pivotal point in history. That's when the things really started to go south. Yeah. Um, that's when the, you know, all the algo trading started to come in, and that's really what's got us here. And yeah. and basically, uh, before that, the TSXV Metals and Mining Index uh, would have traded at or above the commodity price indexes, which makes a lot of sense when you think of it, because ultimately, yeah. you know, these are commodity-driven businesses, and they should trade in line in some fashion with the commodities. Right. So, you know, where do you think that is at today, Dr. Jones? Oh, gee, I don't know, 20%, 30% discount? 75, 70. Oh, yeah. yeah. So stocks that almost have to triple across the board. I'm not talking about power nickel. I'm talking yeah. about the index. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, uh, you know, so, yeah, people say, oh, well, there's eight ETFs have been created since then and blah, blah, blah. And say, yeah, that probably would have some impact, but uh, you know, not really, not a big one, not 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 you know three times. So uh, you know, I mean, the simple math of it is TSXV right now is trading at an all-time low, mm -hmm. and yet the commodities markets are maybe fifteen percent off the top. So yeah. you know, you, you, there's no rational explanation for these stocks to be so hammered, other than there's something functionally wrong with the uh, trading mechanisms of the system. You know, and 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 what it is, I mean, for it's clear for anybody that wants to see it, you know, uh, and people operate in their own echo chamber. Unfortunately, the regulators operate in their echo chamber. The exchange operates in the echo chamber. PDAC operates in its own echo chamber. And, it's, you know, we're trying to break them out of these echo chambers because we don't think they're fundamentally evil organizations, you know, bent on destruction. They they shouldn't want that. But they, they just are only seeing what they want to see or what they've sort of habitually seen. But the reality is quite different. You know, you know, we we uh, you know, we, you know, the Ford government was the first group that we lobbied because in Canada, everything's provincial. You know, so right. if you want to change anything in Canada, you have to change it provincially. And of course, Ontario is the, the big nut because it's the big biggest province. So, you know, luckily they were they were good. They heard us and they sort of told the Ontario Security Commission to cooperate with these guys and make sure they get the data from IROC, which was the, the founder at the time. And took a lot of work to get that data from Iraq, even with instruction yeah. that we had to badger them. They, they, they said they would do it right away, but we, we kept at it. And it's, you know, eventually we got it. 
and it indeed it did show that 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 the short selling was an issue even their own data which was really poorly well poorly collect, collected in our view we told them that yeah. but uh that's part of the problem and you know the i guess the good news now and this is where i think you know i don't want to be here moaning and groaning because yeah. this shouldn't be the tone the, the tone should be it's so bad it's good there's yeah. a couple of key things have happened in in the last uh year or so and in, in the last six months the um research on the problem has gotten much better so we we can now go like we hired uh, power nickel hired a company called share intel okay. and we hired we hired them because of some peers that you know that that were involved in fact the the, the first big breakthrough was harrington global has sued uh cibc uh global markets at all uh, and they uh on a, a short uh, selling and a spoofing case in new york and uh, it's not completely finished yet but there there was a ruling and the ruling basically was, uh, which is a huge ruling, was that the banks now have liability or responsibility for their clients. They were taking the position, hey, when we rent our pipes, when we're trading this direct market access yeah. stuff with algos and and these offshore trading guys, uh, they, you know, you know, if there's a problem, you go and sue them. You know, that's that's got nothing to do with us. We're just renting the pipes. Which right. is a ridiculous position because you're the broker. The only reason why they're renting your pipes is because you're a broker and you have access. You have, of course, fiduciary responsibilities as a broker to provide, you know, oversight and due diligence and to ensure these people are not spoofing, not naked shorting, not not delivering their stock. And so so where the where the uh, the you know the lawyers or the judge finally came down was no, the banks now have liability. So that's new. So that's the new thing. And I think that that's really the sort of the creak in the armor because, you know, uh, what we have, that's, so you take that one piece and then now the evidence from the share intels of the world, which can prove like that's we, who we used as a source to file the complaint we filed today uh, mm -hmm. with uh, FINRA and with uh, IROC's new uh, name in Canada, it's called CIRO. With CIRO, uh, you know, where we basically showed, you know, you know, gave them the data that shows that we're, you know, almost close to 10 million shares short. Or, or what we call a negative trade imbalance. There may be some other uh, improbable uh, explanation, <laughs> but it, generally, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and quacks, it's a duck, you know. And 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 you know, so we're we're you know, we'll see where that goes. But we understand from talking to West Christian, who's like the leading litigator in the space, has uh -huh. won like eleven settlements, you know, between ten and hundred million dollars. So he's clearly doing something right with the share intel data, and they tell us that. In the 20% of the market where the direct market access happens, that's where the real shenanigans goes on, and it's often two or three times worse there. So yeah. we don't know what the extent of it is for us, and mm -hmm. we know we're certainly not the only one. I mean, I've, I've talked to many of my peers. I'm talking 15, 20, 30, you know, people that have you know been involved in safe Canadian mining and just anecdotally yeah. afterwards, you know, you can't almost talk to somebody that's running a mining company in the space and not have the problems that you see from naked shorting, which is like the closes at 15, 59, 59, somehow one house seems to get all the time on a down tick. You know, yeah. you got these shares trading hundred shares at a time, bang, 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 bang for a hundred thousand shares. I mean, who sells like that? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable yet uh, they've gotten away with it and they've, you know, they've, you know, they've ridden the market down and it, they've made in our estimate something in the neighborhood of $40 billion. Wow. is the value that value that's been destroyed if you look at what the value of the tsxv would be at like 100 percent versus what it is today that's right. 40 40 billion dollars it's not a small number so collectively you add it all together it's a big number 
and this is probably why they've you know you know they've you know kept at it they've made a, a boatload of money but the destruction in our uh companies our our employees our communities and ultimately our country is massive right because we're yeah. not building these mines not discovering these mines not hiring workers you know in the mining sector in canada 10 percent of the employees are first nations you know yeah. these are people that that and they are often in in these remote areas remote areas where it's difficult to get you know good paying jobs it's really part of our whole cultural renaissance where we're trying to sort of you know break the bread with these people make things right i mean yeah. this mining could be a really big part of it you know but we're destroying it you know and and uh um it's it's uh it's it's bad but as i said i don't want to make people believe it's hopeless because i think now that you know we've got these weapons to get some actual evidence and now that the banks have got liability i think there's a, a chance we can massively put together campaigns not just with power nickel but we've reached out to pdac and said pdac you've got to get off the you know yeah. the, the the sidelines and join the fray here you know, and 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 actively help all of our members to you know to stick a stick around and 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 prove that this is happening and make changes. And we'll we'll you know we've got the money to sue them if we have to, but yeah. let's uh, let's also recognize that if we give them enough massive evidence that uh, the, you know the you know and the with the banks being on the liability side, one would expect they would uh, see that hey. There's no left, not much money left to be shorting these guys. The money in this business is now on the long side, for sure. And, yeah. and we'll have the biggest mining boom in history if we can turn this around because the fundamentals are there. You know, the commodity markets look awesome. There's obviously lots of, you know, evidentiary, you know, great companies that have found deposits that have a lot of merit and, and you know, there will be winners, you know, but but we got to somehow, you know, get the system back to financing where, where they can make constructive uh, investors can invest and they can get good work and then the investment goes up because without that the investors don't win as you so correctly put out it doesn't matter they just want to invest they got to have wins yeah so so do you do you think for a company itself that that, that is experiencing this it, is it possible for them to get their qsip uh, number changed or 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 is there I think I, I think all that stuff is lipstick on a pig you know what yeah. I mean Honest, honestly it it works for a little bit like like one of my board members at power nickel yeah. runs a, a a silver company and they 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 did change their QSIP number and and for two or three days the, the bots didn't find them the stock was up like a lot like I want to say 30 percent you know and no material notes it just like it just had buying but no selling <laughs> and right. up it went you know and then of course they found him again and you know off it goes you know so so i don't think that does it you know we're trying like uh, a power nickel we're we're trying something a little different we're doing a spin out of our copper gold uh assets which were we used to be trading at our, at our current market cap uh you know and and then we we, we went into the nickel business uh but you know so we've got significant assets in the copper gold space we're spinning it out first into a private company Okay. And our thinking there is in the private company, I'm only given the, the shareholders who actually have a DRS, physical DRS to DRS. You don't have your DRS, you don't get the dividend. Right, right. So you can't manipulate that because I'm I'm the private company. So right. our, our, our trustee will handle that. So I don't know what these guys, because I expect what's happened and generally the, you know, the, the concept of counterfeit shares is that's what you have happening. So, you know, Power Nickel has, you know, 140 million shares, but there might be 
200 million in circulation or you know 170 million or something crazy which sounds insane to people but it is happening and it's not just happening to power nickel it's happening widespread across the board west christian says every company 30 percent is the number yeah and 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 if anybody knows west knows you know so uh so the private concept is then what would happen is that imagine if you're an investor you bought power nickel and, and you get this you want to get this dividend you've owned the stock for six months and it's like it's not coming in your account you're saying hey where's my where's my dividend and uh you know broker's got some splaining to do you know so he's going to have to get in the market so that's a thought we'll see if that works i mean these guys are crafty i mean there's yeah. no doubt that these uh you know when you make that type of money billions of dollars you're hiring the best and smartest people they're programming the sharpest things that's why you see these bots 100 shares a time every second i mean they've programmed this out they've game theory the the regulators have game theory the exchanges they've game theory us they've figured all this stuff out so they're super tough you know but at, at the end of the day you know the 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 the, the, the i think the window is closing because companies are so uh depressed now that they got to go and get this evidence and the evidence is so overwhelming that government regulators and banks can't stop anymore because we will we will definitely sue and win collectively and the pain will be enormous so uh i suspect that you know this we, we need to push behind it as an industry which is why we're sort of out advocating for this now saying hey that's why we held that emergency session we're going to try one more rally here where we get you know 20 30 50 100 power nickels getting this evidence together filing complaints and what we need to follow up is we need our shareholders to start to send you know tweets to the bank presidents and and the exchange presidents and the and the compliance officers and the regulators showing the fit closes at 155959 and and all the malfeasance is happening here we need to do this by the thousand and become such an annoying force that they realize you know what the game has really gone to the other side they're onto us now they're not going to stop let's get out of let's get let's get to the other side that can happen yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about i i, I see it all the time where at the end of the day the last trade is cibc for 500 shares <laughs> or 200 shares <laughs> that ticks down so so or 100 shares at a time for the last hour last yeah, five minutes just like yeah bang, it, bang, it, bang. It, it's crazy so so if i were the regulars right now and i said okay terry how should we change the system what would your response be what would you like done would you reinstate the up the uptick rule? Yeah, I think there's a number of things. I think the uptick rule would be a great start. I, I think you have to have uh, you know uh, auditable delivery. So I I no longer unfortunately trust the regulatory system mm -hmm. or the brokers to be honorable. Okay, uh, I think their self regulatory system is is very dubious at best. Uh, it's like putting a fox in charge of a chicken house. So okay. if they're going to keep if they're if they're going to keep that. We need to have an ombudsman for the investors, mm -hmm. okay? And that ombudsman is is where, I, like, for example, Power Nickel would have taken this evidence to the ombudsman mm -hmm. and said, look, here's my evidence. I've got this proof. I've paid the money, got actual evidence, not something uh, fabricated. It's like from professional people that's been used in court many times as, as success accepted as evidence. And then based on that evidence, then they would have actual the power to do an actual audit Mm -hmm. So they would actually pull this in and they would actually that's they, they would actually pull out, you know, the DRSs and match them up. And it's like all of a sudden this tomfoolery that they get around with, you know, uh, is, you know, saying that, well, they've got some sort of borrow concocted internally. That's all bullshit. 
that needs to stop. And the only thing that's going to stop it is if we have this auditing power, I view, that has to stop it. Because I, I just, for, you know, for me, um, I've lost faith in the regulatory system and, 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 and the brokers to self-regulate. I'm not saying they're bad guys. I'm just saying it's not working. You know what I mean? And, and I think the system needs to have a confidence boost. We need transparency. An ombudsman would be the way to go. And I think we need a, an auditable process. And there needs to be, you know, that guy has to, that group organization needs to be funded. So there has to be, you know, some, you know these these uh, exchanges and, and uh, you know, have to pay the fee for that. So it's independent, comes right off the top. So that that, that person's got funding to actually do this in a professional way and have a, an organization to do it. And uh, yeah, and the other thing I think is really important, there's got to be one consolidated tape. Don't you find it appalling that only the rich can trade on 13 exchanges, but ordinary people can't? So are the guy who's working in the steel mill, the guy who's working, you know, uh, you know, planting and, and growing our food, you know, the people that are driving our subway trains, those people can't invest that way. They get hosed every day, all day. Yeah. That's disgusting. You know what I mean? And, and that whole transparency is what allows these guys to pull all this, this, you know, gamesmanship. And yeah. how does that constructively, you know, create value in our society? You know, and that's just what I said to the regulators, I said to the politicians, I'm saying, you guys have lost the plot. Exchanges were invented for two reasons. They were invented to allow investors to have a broader access to a, a range of investments, whether they be mom, pa, family offices, mutual funds, pension funds. It was to allow them to have a wider spectrum of investments. Second reason they're invented, they're, they were invented to allow companies to have broader access to capital so that they could grow quicker. They weren't yeah. invented to make hedge funds billionaires or exchanges profits or, you know, or banks just to, to manipulate things. That's not the purpose. And we're destroying capitalism. And, you know, we go down that road, you know, Venezuela, you know, we've seen what that looks like. You yeah. know, it's not good. Yeah, it, it's a shame because the 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 banks per se that that are providing access to the markets are also the ones that the junior mining companies are dependent on to raise capital with. So it's, it becomes uh, an issue where if a company speaks out, there's that fear they'll be shut out of the capital markets. You know, so uh, if, if yeah, you know, I mean, they can develop. Honestly, like, some some kind it, it, of fund, right? Like let's say that that each trade uh, executed or each broker dealer on on every trade that's done a, a, a thousandth of a penny or a tenth of a penny exactly. goes goes into a, a, a into this other government agency that is responsible for the the regulation and, and the policing of this. And it, it would be interesting if they just did random halts of stocks. It's like, okay, well, Power Nickel, we're going to halt that stock for the next three days while we do an internal audit. And then at the end of it all, if it's, there's 30 million extra shares outstanding, then these banks that are responsible for that have to uh, buy it in. Oh, yeah. Opening of the yeah. market, buy in. Yeah. <laughs> that would be killer. You only have to do that it's a few times. Watch, and right? they, no kidding. You only have to do that uh, a few times and they would wake the hell up, you know, because they'd realize they would. And, they, uh, the banks only understand one thing, two things, pain and pleasure, okay? So it, it, they're right now just making money, so they're going to keep on making money. That's that's pleasure. It, you know, pain's the other side of that equation. Once they start to get hit a bit, they'll realize, hey, you know what? There was actually risk in this thing. Right now, it's like there's no risk, yeah. you know? And it's just like they're shooting fish in the barrel. Hard to get them motivated to change when there's just no risk. It's like there's, you know, the one 
crazy, you know, silver cap power nickel guys, like forget those guys, you know, but if there's a hundred of us, harder to forget. And, and now we've got solid evidence and liability that is actually going to be have to put on the balance sheet of these banks. And, uh -huh. and honestly, I don't think the bank CEOs really know what's going on. I think they've got this profitable little division down there, you know, in, in trading and prop trading. And they, they sort of know it's they're not probably 100%. They probably know there's probably a little bit of gray area there, but they're making so much money, they're not looking too hard. Yeah. But once, the, once they start getting smacked up side the head of saying, hey, you're, 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 you're liable for, you know, hundreds of millions and potentially billions of dollars of, of damages that you're causing to these companies, mm. that becomes a different number. And then if they start getting harassed for, for their, you know, for the, allowing this to happen on their watch, you know, I think they start to look at it differently. And then they start to say, hey, let's look at this sector and say, hey, where do we want to be? Do we want to be on the short side of this sector? Do we want to be on the long side? And clearly, if we want to get on the long side, we got to change the system because we're not going to be any and have any more luck as, as investors than the other investors are. If we keep letting the bad guys short, <laughs> just banks investing on the long side won't, won't help. They'll just lose their money too. They got to change the rules. I, I, I wonder. I, I wonder if at some point um, the exchanges can move towards maybe a blockchain type of technology for that. You know, I own whatever uh, half a million shares of power nickel it's on the blockchain ownership there's a there, there's uh, you know there's if, no way to counterfeit that I, I in my mind that that's an absolute must that yeah. they should be moving towards that with fury right now I've, I've we've talked to i don't know if you ever talked to the upstream guys they mm -hmm. have a you know a blockchain type exchange uh you know we've looked at it there's other reasons where it's probably just not a, a good fit for right now but the theory is really a good one and and I and I think you know it would be a, a real a boon for investment you know because you would get rid of all these uh, you know characters that are uh, you know joyriding on the system and figured out how to game the system but don't add anything they're just parasites you know they, they don't add anything constructive um, and uh, and then we get back to capitalism which is what we've always wanted to deal with right you know you just make good investment decisions guys invest the money wisely and. And, and move businesses along. And of course, we all know it's not just mining. I just happen to be in mining. So we, yeah, we did, awesome. did it on mining, but it's in resources, like it's in oil and gas, it's in biotech, it started, you know, cannabis was obviously very famous for it, you know, so yeah. there's no no uh, end in sight really for all the uh, areas it's, it's involved with. Have, have you proposed, uh, like when you were talking to the Ford administration, uh, some like a minimum market cap or minimum liquidity for algos to participate in that market. Yeah, we, we when we first started, we were we were talking under two hundred fifty million. I I think I would raise that to under a billion, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh. So, but when we first start started talking, we were thinking because we were just looking to get. We wanted to make it easy for them to play ball. You know, so we thought, okay, let's start at two fifty, and then we can, you know, if we got that in place and we showed it was constructive for that, for that, then these other problem areas we could probably easier move it up, you know. So start with small ambitions and and probably improve on it, you know. So that was the thinking at the time, and and we we actually had, you know, we're making progress with with the Ford admin at the initial stages, and then they 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 decided to do this task force, the Ontario task force. Okay. on on the uh, um you know capital markets and the task force was fine it was somewhat uh, i would say uh, a bit of an echo chamber it, it had it had its own uh you know industry types in it and whatnot and 
But even with that, they did come back with some positive things, which could have been helpful. But then, then before that got implemented, COVID came and 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 that lost all of its momentum, and that stuff has not really happened, you know. And and I and and now the the program's gotten much worse. The you know the situation's gotten much worse, and I think you'd have to take more dramatic steps now to to solve it. You know, you you really need to, uh, like South Korea, who as a nation is absolute killing it you know with economic strategy and industrial strategy and far better than canada far better than the united states in my view uh and uh they literally banned naked short selling uh from these major investment all, all across the board yeah just because they they said look we've we've got ample evidence that they're destroying our capital markets and we're not going to let that happen and we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of it we're gonna put people in jail that's literally what they said yeah. and it's like you know, I'm I'm thinking we're almost there now. That's where that's the other option. You know, and and either they they move quickly because you know uh, I, it doesn't have time to go to committee and go through five years of uh, you know BS. You know, the mining sector won't last that long. There'll be massive uh, death out there. Yeah. So, uh, pe people who want to get involved with this cause, where 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 can they find more information? Yeah. So you could go to savecanadianmining.com and you could sign up there. Uh, we're going to start to uh, put some tools up there for you to, to help yourself to get active and help your companies to get active. Uh, you know, some, you know, I think you know the, the companies the, amongst the things they need to do is they need to explain the situation to the shareholders because a lot of guys just think that. Hey, my company just sucks. You know, they're, they're just not doing a good job. And in some cases, that's right. You know, I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, it, there's there's a bunch of those out there too, as we know. But there's yeah. a lot of really great companies that have done a great job and yeah. actually do deserve a lot better. And and that we need to we need to communicate with our shareholders, and we also need to give them hope because yeah. you know uh, many of our shareholders are worn out. You know, they, they've they've been pounded down. They've you know uh, they've never they've not had like the big you know, uh, wins that they should have had given the risks they've taken and given the execution the companies have, have delivered. But they got to hang in there because, you know, it's uh, I was talking with a, a, a pretty prominent investor uh, last night who was he was actually in the real estate business in the big short. He was like he was he was in that milieu. On, on, yeah. on, on, and he says, you know what, it's about to become the big law in resources. Yeah. And 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 I, I don't disagree i think that that's that's coming now like i i'm i'm still buying selectively resource stocks you know and and that i think are in my mind i'm not if, if thing doesn't have 10 bagger upside i'm not interested just because there's so many great ones out there that in my view do have that can yeah. go from 10 yeah. to 100 so let's like let's go there that's what we're looking yeah. for we're not we're not getting this space to make a 10 percent return you know there's much better uh avenues for that but I think that that's out there. And I, and I think, uh, honestly, uh, you know, there's enough, you know, this whole Harrington Global thing, that's a big, a big landmark, that that ruling. And uh, and I think there's a, a lot of companies now, uh, you know, are going to get the share intel uh, in it and, and the buy-ins.net and these types of tools to give evidence to their claims that this is happening. And then, you know, if collectively we start to work together, and I think through PDAC that that could potentially happen, then I, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure. And then if we can get our shareholders to keep on adding the pressure with some tools we're going to put on safety and mining to help them do that. I mean, I mean, safety and mining is completely volunteer organization, has no employees, is <laughs> just a bunch of people that have been trying to throw in some some hard work and some assets to try and 
you know, solve the problem. The quicker we can be out of business and save any money, the better, you know, because <laughs> we're this is not what we like to do for a living or for fun, you know. So, uh, but you know, we just felt that we we needed to do something uh, because this you know great industry was was dying, you know, and 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 our shareholders were dying with it, you know, and and it's it's a damn shame because you know right now with this whole greening of uh, you know movement, you know, resources are in more demand than ever before and especially with the political realities you know of china and russia and stuff like that you would think north american south american african you know the, these resources would be enormously attractive right. uh, you know and, and the commodity cycle is coming back you know it's a healthy commodity market out there so this could be you know a really amazing booming time and and uh, you know what we need to fix it so investors can make money and that that has to that has to come now yeah, that, I, I completely agree. So uh, uh, we've got five minutes left here. We've been talking for almost 40 minutes now. So uh, people can go to uh, savecanadianmining.org or .com. 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 I got more information there. Uh, also, you'll be at PDAC this year. Is that right? Yeah, we won't uh, we won't have a booth there again. You know, <laughs> that takes money. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just we're we're living it that way. But we'll be. I mean, I'll be at PDAC, and many of the Safe Canadian Mining folks will be around there, and we might be doing some uh, some speeches and stuff like that. So we'll probably organize something. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know, in you know, at that time, we'll see. So. Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, we have a couple minutes here be, before Zoom cuts me off, but uh, it would behoove me not to get your opinion on the nickel market, seeing that you you, you know you have a, a nickel exploration de development company. So how 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 are you seeing uh, nickel? Yeah, so I think uh, nickel is a tale of uh, you know sort of uh, two markets really. Uh, it's really you know Asia and uh, Europe and U.S. I mean some people break the Europe and U.S. but they're pretty similar. Um, and, and basically Asia is China to the most part, which is, you know, got an oversupply of, you know, uh, class two nickel uh, and, and oversupply, smaller oversupply of class one nickel. But everything that goes in China only comes out as a finished product. So they're, they're not really coming into our nickel market. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's a bit of a glut out there right now because of the economic slowdown in China. Uh, but uh, that, that'll be picked up. We think the nickel market is pretty much bottomed out here. It's probably going to bounce back a little bit and, and it'll turn into a deficit probably in about uh, two years, maybe three. And then, then it'll, it'll probably be very healthy. And then you got the class one market, which is still in North America in a deficit and, and, and in Europe, small deficit. So, so within the nickel market, you got pretty, you know, class one and class two, class two is stainless. Uh, which is the underpinning of the nickel market. 70% of the nickel consumed is for stainless. Uh, and that's urbanization, fridges, pots and pans, you know, that type of thing, dryers, washers, et cetera. So that's what's been growing 6% compound annual growth rate. Uh, obviously, what's driving class one market is EVs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the growth there, uh, but also stuff like, uh, you know, 3D printing, uh, aerospace is huge. Like, you know, within Power Nickel, we we we've got a company called CDMR, who is uh, like one of the world's leading refiners of high-end nickel products. And uh, you know, their their biggest client is the uh, U.S. Department of Defense. You know, so so uh, and they, the 3D printing is a big client in EV sector. So so there's a, there's a lot of different uh, sort of nuances to that. And uh, but generally speaking, I think uh, nickel's been uh, you know a sector that's been pretty unloved. Uh, some, I believe, some great values out there in the sector, uh, and uh, I'd be remiss to say that 
power nickel wasn't the best look. <laughs> you know, I could I, I could give you a rhythm and verse on that. We 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 think we're you know we, you know we just dropped a, a new forty three one hundred one about two weeks ago. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, seven point two million tons. Um, you know that and that was done with a concentrate, so it would be about one point one three percent. If we go to a finished product, which is what CVMR is doing their feasibility study on right now, mm -hmm. that would immediately probably go to one and a half percent because we get a lot better, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, collection of the of the metals, yeah, purity. So, so that's huge. And and the other thing that's really a big win there is you um, you're also able to use the iron. So the iron is about twelve percent of our deposit is a waste product in nickel concentrate. It's a paying product in the uh, CVMR process. So so yeah. our revenues, we would expect to go up two and a half, three times with the finished product. So that's awesome. And then, you know, we've done some pretty cool exploration techniques. We've been using this new one called ambient noise tomography. You should check into that. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's not something to be used necessarily in isolation, but in collection with a bunch of the other uh, tools. Uh, and uh, we've used it. It's a uh, uh, Rio Tinto is using it. It's uh, Australia's fastest growing company, but a billion market cap now, private deal. Uh, Elon Musk put them in the skies with their satellites and SpaceX. And um, what it's really amazing at doing is defining lithology, lithology and, and it allows you to sort of sort of see your structures very clearly. And in, in our case, develop the signature of where the deposits happen. So in this case, they measure the uh, uh, speed of the rock, the mm -hmm. velocity of the rock. And uh, so we have an ultramafic deposit at uh, 4,500 beats per second. And when it drops to 3,700 beats, that's where the massive sulfides get deposited. Oh, wow. And so, so oh, we, we, can, we can sort of map that out. We can drill based on that. And then we've identified in our you know, immediate sort of 500 meter to surface area, four other pods to drill after. You know? So we think this thing will be you know, 30 million plus tons, maybe wow. as much as 50. So yeah, it's a it's a big deal. And, That's and amazing. I, we're yeah. coming down down to the last few seconds here, Terry. Thank you very much for for uh, giving me your time, and I'll put this out the, out there so people can get involved in in the uh, Save Canadian Mining.